uh, I, I would say of these questions that I want to ask you, as you could probably tell, but also, also of like, you know, the video itself, I want to make sure it's out there and it's available for a lot of people and so on and so forth. So there's that. But uh, right. I'm really excited. Excited to get into this. Got a lot of possibly silly questions I want to ask you. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> but we'll, no silly questions. We'll definitely see. So uh, let me go ahead and do the intro. And we will officially get into this. One second. Welcome to the Astral Mind Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Kamal Kez. Thank you so much for joining me again today on another episode of the Astral Mind Podcast. As always, we're trying to uncover the mysteries, the hidden truths, the occult knowledge, all this spiritual mumbo-jumbo. We're trying to make sense of it, so I thank you for being here today. Here's peace, here's love, here's life. I hope you guys are doing well and you're having your best day. If you're not, you can choose to change that. Have your best day. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I love you guys, obviously, of course. If you're new here... I make videos just like this all the time where I'm talking about these occult, these spiritual topics, and I have people on the podcast that I think would help solidify and clarify different things of spiritual nature. Uh, now that that's said, please subscribe, please like the stream, uh, or if you're watching uh, after or on Spotify, show us some love. Um, and yeah, today, my guest on the Astro Mind Podcast is Paxton Dickerson. Uh, he's a pretty popular guy on tiktok now he's starting to blow up or has been blowing up uh the information that he provides is just very genuine and very thought-provoking it's just he, he finds an interesting way of weaving through complex detailed things and making them simple and i like that a lot uh so paxton why don't you go say uh go ahead and say hello to the people hello 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 greetings it's a pleasure good to have good morning you. afternoon or evening <laughs> indeed uh so paxton i know that you're uh a freemason i, I yes. you know, i've had this idea from your tiktoks at least <laughs> i would assume that's the case uh every once in a while someone comments you're a freemason i'm like how'd you guess yeah what, what was your what was your first sign <laughs> like all the all the symbols you have on oh, you all and, the symbols yeah, yeah definitely um so where God, there's so many questions, like I said <laughs> before we started. A lot of silly questions, possibly. Uh, and I don't I don't want to be a bearer of silly questions, but there, there's some things I got to get out of the way. But first, sure. let's start. I like to start at the beginning of things. What got you into this whole thing, this whole spiritual sure. journey? What started it for you? Well, my father, my father and all my uncles are African Methodist Episcopal. So AME. And my youngest uncle is the histographer for all the AME churches in the world. So basically, he does whatever whatever a histographer does. So needless to say, they're all AME. And my father had the insight to know that I wasn't. He just knew that I was not. I'm not an only child. Uh, he has never done this with any cousins or nephews or nieces. or For some reason, he just knew that that wasn't me. Hmm. So my father went about feeding me what he knew was me. 
So he fed me mythology and sacred geometry and astrology and uh, magic and just he just fed it to me. And uh, my dad was a double PhD, taught at Dartmouth and other colleges. So he honored books and studying and research above anything. Mm -hmm. So he just gave me anything I wanted as long as it was had a binder and it was a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so at a very young age, six years old, I was studying sacred geometry and studying all sorts of arcane craft. So that came naturally to me. Um, around 13, I started getting into drugs and alcohol. So, Jeez, uh, 13, man, you got, you got to work quick. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, drugs and alcohol and guns and girls and money is always more interesting than arcane knowledge. And also you can't give a young kid, uh, mastery over certain crafts and not expect him to want to exploit it. So, now, what do you so mean I by certain crafts exactly? Now that we're well, off track. <laughs> so I got off track. Um, by and by, I, I pulled my head out of my butt uh, at 26. And I was like, oh, that's right. I remember this part of me. So then I went back into it. So that's where, in a general way, it started. Okay. So it was a, more of upbringing, you would say. Yeah. You just yeah. okay, interesting. And I assume was your father uh, like a mason as well? Or? No, not at all. He was just a, um, a well-researched yeah, man. Yeah, strict AME, no Masonic. Uh, uh, what is AME? Uh, I'm sorry. I, now no. my grandfather was a mason, thirty-three oh. degree master mason. Okay, top of the top. Uh, and he was black, and he was not in Prince Hall. He was in the uh, mainstream masons. So you can imagine in that era, in that time, I'm 47. So my grandfather was a black Mason. Yeah. yeah not yeah. in the Prince Hall when you weren't supposed to be one. Mm. So I can just imagine what he went through. Uh, you know, there's pictures of him, you know, grabbing Reagan's hand and whispering in his ear. I don't know what he said. Probably something like, you fuckhead. But anyway, you know, the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, but, you know so he was deep in it hmm. Hmm. i remember when i was 18 i ran my car into the ground because i didn't realize oil <laughs> and uh <clears throat> my landlord said man get that car out of my parking lot it's gotta go so i called up a tow truck and the guy comes and i'm pretty sure i was smoking a joint in my room and he goes, you know, hey, is that your car? And I said, yes. He said, are you a Mason? And I said, what'd you call me? He goes, no, are you a Mason, a Freemason? I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, come here. And he goes, look at the back of the car. See the symbol? That's Freemason. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I got the car from my grandfather. And so this guy tows my car for free, fixes it for free, and returns it for free. Hmm. I said, whoa. Very what interesting. The hell? So what is this like? This is like some mafia stuff you're getting into here. Huh? It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and that's not expected. Hmm. But things like that do happen. Where, you know, uh, if you're a Freemason, you respect and 
honor and help any distressed Mason or their family as much as you can without injuring yourself. Interesting. Yeah. A detriment to yourself or your family sort of thing. Right. Okay. Right. So you don't get crazy with it, but you go out of your way. Girls. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Uh, so let me let me slide back a little bit because you mentioned some really interesting things. He taught you sacred geometry, your father. Yes. And you, you mentioned arcane crafts. What is that exactly? Start with the arcane crafts because it, it sounds <laughs> it sounds more interesting to me. I, I haven't heard of. It. Well, you know, arcane crafts, esoteric knowledge. It's all uh, you know, just uh, forgotten ways. Nothing new. Matter of fact, very, very, very old. So, you know, hermetic law, um, spells, magic, uh, mythology. Ding, ding. Uh, like you're, now you're <laughs> ringing you know, bells. And, and actually, yeah. and it's not mythology. It's really the old ways. Because mm. a thousand years from now, they're going to call the religions that we believe in right now mythology. Mm. You know, as we, as a, a collective, know more and learn more and it's not to debunk what comes before it it's actually adds to it it's just realizing oh okay this is an extension of these thoughts and philosophies and mm-hmm. and uh ideas concepts right i see so, so basically I, I'm, a, I'm a mage uh juju man you know a juju Ooh. man yeah, juju like man what what would you say that entails then so you You've learned sacred geometry, this arcane knowledge, and it's just the the ancient ways. The ancient ways of who, specifically? Uh, You Uh, you talk about spells and things. All cultures. All cultures. So you're you're a connoisseur of all types of knowledge. Most definitely. I see. And you say, like, the ways, the old ways. What are the old ways? Well, I can give some examples. I mean... uh ancient times you know you you they're building the pyramids that measure the wobble of the earth within a degree mm. measure the spectrum of the rainbow the greek and roman uh temples are exact perfect and then we lost the secret of the 90 degree angle the masons kept it and then all of a sudden you got the dark ages where you're putting together rocks into castles and everything looks like shit so it's like there was a shift there. There was a change there. You know? I see. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's not the only old ways. I mean, you, uh, you get the uh, arts of preservation. I mean, they they knew how to keep a fucking mummy. The brain is still wet thousands and thousands of years later. Indeed. You know, being able to do things that modern day with our science and computers we can't do we cannot mimic a lot of the things that they've done and then the sucker says oh the aliens helped them but that's kind of like saying you're good at basketball because you're black or you're good at math because you're asian you know don't take away from the strength of the person's uh 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 mastery Mm -hmm. by just giving a blanket you know oh the aliens helped them no the aliens didn't help them they were just that badass Right, right. Yeah, you could hear the same thing. Like you said, basketball and like fitness is like, oh, you know, you're this type of person. So fitness is right. easier for you, that sort of thing. Right. So do you then not 
believe in aliens? Like, what what's the Masons' idea of uh, extraterrestrial life? How do you guys? Well, that's the thing. That? When you ask about what Masons believe, you 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 would have to ask each and every Mason. I see. There's not like because a Ma- defined Masonic, doctrine. Masonry isn't a religion. Uh. It's a moral discipline. That's like saying, what do black belts believe in? Well, it depends on what black belt you ask. I see. You know, there's there's conservative Christians in my lodge. There's Muslims. There's Buddhists. There's Buddha Gnostics. There's, there's every group of people are represented within Masonry. Hmm. Okay. So, so it's you... kind of hard to say what would a Mason believe. Right. That makes sense. I'm now, what do yeah. I believe? Sure, I, mean, sure, I believe sure. there are aliens, but I don't think they care about Earth. I mean, whenever you see a movie or a fantasy about aliens visiting Earth, it always falls short on why. Mm. I mean, what, for our energy? Well, that means they're flying by pulsar stars to come and get amazing energy from the Earth? No, I think not. Uh, I think most of the encounters we have with aliens aren't really aliens proper they're really men pre-men that gained the technology to leave whoa 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 hold on <laughs> and now are coming back you just you just start to you just you have this way of just dropping these 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 new ideas as we move along <laughs> so pre-men i mean now we gotta go into this well i mean what do you mean men, by that men uh-huh humans that gained enough technology and knowledge to leave and they said, we'll be back. And of course, time, space travel takes time. Uh, if you're able to do that, you're going to come back, kind of like the cartoon Wally. You're going to come back and go, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going back there. <laughs> Definitely. You guys are still fighting each other over what soccer team you like. I'm not going down there. So Get your shit straight first. These ancient or these pre men. You assume they're just like just men, just humans. But yeah. what? So they, you would say they came from a society and they, they gained a certain level of intellectual slash spiritual right. knowledge that gave them the ability to leave Earth or leave this dimension. Would you say is that is that uh, the Earth? Earth, just Earth. Okay. I see. I see. Can you I tell mean, me? You can leave this dimension sitting right here on this chair. Yeah. Well, essentially, essentially, so. You can leave this dimension if you look at two mirrors on either side of your face and you see your face echoed for eternity, mm. twice, for a little limited amount of time. Interesting. It reminds me of uh, a bit of time travel. I, I, I like to get off topic sometimes. You have to forgive me. But uh, sure. it reminds me of a definition of time travel that uh, was told by a supposed time traveler on like a forum X amount of years ago. But he said time travel is much like what you described as the two mirrors on either side of your right. face. And right. it's basically uh, like if you could step into one mirror and another version of you would be stepping into the place that you just left. And so I always thought that was fascinating because I had never heard that, that described like that. It's not time travel per se, but yes, it is. Interesting, interesting indeed. So, you learn all these things to get back on topic. You learn all these things, uh, you experience that first towing of the car for free, working on for free. You get like the first, I'll call it the mafia 
showcase of Freemasonry. Uh, where right. do you go and, from and that? And the things that I learned aren't necessarily Freemasonry. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I encounter that a lot on my TikTok or my lectures. Just because I'm a Freemason does not mean that my curriculum is Masonry. My curriculum is actually my own. I see. Or extracted from other things that I've learned. Uh, the Masonic curriculum will never come out of my mouth. I see. So it's that secretive. It's not like anything um, that you could find well, somewhere? I don't say secret. I say private. I see. It's like after the Zoom, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not secret. I'm telling you where I'm going to go. But it is private. You can't come with me. So there's a difference between private and secret. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. You know, you don't go into a dojo and say, hey, tell me what you guys do as a black belt. They're going to throw you a white belt and say, earn it. Mm. Right? Indeed. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, you'd so say... it's not secret. So you know, Masonic we, we, knowledge we're not is... Hiding it. The, the, the symbol is on the buildings. <laughs> yeah. You go to a parade, you'll see the Shriners marching back and forth. We're not secretive, but it is certain elements are private. Yeah. I, I feel like the secretive nature or the perceived secrecy uh, is, uh, you know, it accounts for a lot of the conspiracy theories that you see from sure. masonry. And there are a lot of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just doing any amount of research. You could type in Freemasonry and probably find tons of, you know, Masons exposed or this... You know, yeah. Masons in government doing this or some age old. What do you say about those sort of things? What's your uh, I laugh. what's your rebuttal to that? I usually I just laugh, but it, it it a couple things. One, it's usually the result of an ancient church's smear campaign because the ancient church uh, ran a monopoly on knowledge. So if you said mm-hmm. the Earth goes around the sun, not the other way around, they said, "Oh yeah, kill them." You know. Because they don't, they weren't really into you knowing anything they didn't know. If I'm the head priest and I'm right under God, and you know something I don't know, then it must be false and blasphemous. Right, discredits you exactly. Right. The other thing is, people confuse masonry with the Rothschilds. Uh, they watch James Bond and see Spectre. They watch G.I. Joe and see Cobra. They watch, uh, you know, Avengers, see Hydra. So there's always an allure to the secret boogie, boogie, boogie. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just, it's just, it's exciting. It is, it is. And it's exciting to hate something and be scared of something than to understand something. See, uh, uh, masonry, ma- masons aren't alone in this, but if you'll notice... When people do something really good for good reasons, they'll eventually get attacked for doing the opposite of what they're doing. Hmm. So if you are, you know, really big into anti-human trafficking and you are doing a lot of works about keeping women and kids from being trafficked, Uh eventually someone's going to say, you're guilty of it. Ah, I see what you mean. It's almost like a human nature the adversary to keep people not doing high vibrations because eventually you'll get attacked for doing it. You give a lot of money to charity. Someone's going to go, ah, you're doing it because you're getting a kickback. Okay. So what masonry has done is they've Mm -hmm. done it anonymously. 
I see. Or that, to the best yeah. of our ability. That makes sense. I, I, I totally get that. Like, uh, why are you concerning yourself so much with the homeless unless you're making people homeless? You know, you're, just, you're right. trying to maintain your credibility in society. Right, that's the I thought. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So then also, not every Mason is like me. I'm a Buddha agnostic. I was doing rituals before I ever went to Mason. But some of them are, you know, conservative, uh, you know, Caucasian or, you know, very church going black or any version of whatever. And they're not really willing or able to go defend masonry. So they'd rather just not even put themselves out there. Okay. They're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know, they're just not really willing to go into that forum. I see. So speaking to Paxton, the Mason, as opposed to Masonry as a Freemasonry as like a body of people. Sure. Uh, you speak or you have spoken even in this short instance about spells and rituals. And that obviously is something that I'm interested in on this channel and, you know, moving into that. How much of that can you talk about? And if it is something that you can talk about. Uh, oh, sure. Describe I to mean, me what really your simple. your understanding of that is. Spells are just really simple. It's words combined with actions to create a result. Okay. You know, the 12 steps of AA is a spell. Mm. You do it. Combine it with action, cast it on yourself, and only the person that casts the spell can break the spell. It's a spell. Words are spell. That's what it spells. That's why they call it spelling. Interesting. Words have a certain uh, power in them beyond just being a symbol for something else. I see. Yeah, I mean, people cast spells all the time. Mm. It's really. Uh, it's kind of like a Newton didn't discover the law of gravity. What he did was he made it into a law with parameters. Everybody knew that an apple fell off a tree and went that way. Mm -hmm. But what he did was he created a law surrounding what we see every day so we can apply it to things that we'll never see, like the orbit of Jupiter. <laughs> so it's not creating it, it's just defining it and giving it parameters. Oh, that's a very interesting and way of looking at it. actively practicing it. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Then it's not so much, like you said, he's not, he didn't create gravity or, you know, that sort of thing, obviously. It's just right. he, 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 like you said, he defined the, he defined the parameters around it. So right. in magic, because there, there are different types of magic that I've been looking into it seems like it's it's roughly, you know, acceptable to say that you're basically just defining the parameters of what certain results you'll find from doing certain things. Trying right. to make that not sound as confusing as it is. But, right. uh, yeah, it's like you, you'll do a certain thing. What do you say to the more ritualistic magic that you would find from hermetic orders and different things like that? I say right on. There's one thing you can't debate, and that's results. Indeed. If you get results from what you do, then what you do is credible. Hmm. How can it not be? Yeah, the results. And you can hate, you can not like this economical book, hate it, disagree with it, think it's garbage. Hmm. But if I do this and I get a good result, then you have to go, oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> 
Wait, it must be something. Yeah, you can't debate results. I mean, results are the uh, epitome of uh, reality. Hmm. Essentially. So what would you say of starting in spell works? Where did you get your start in spells and and rituals and things like that? Well, like I said, my start was in sacred geometry and mythology and, uh, you know, just uh, digging deep, deep, deep. I think the very beginning, if anyone wanted to start, it would start with the basics. <clears throat> Usually, it's something really simple. Before you get, ooh, it's simple. Uh, imagine Mr. Miyagi and the paint the fence and the wax on, wax off. It's like, but I want to learn karate. Sure, paint the fence. <laughs> or picture Yoda. It's like, I want to be a Jedi Knight. Okay, uh run around with me on your back it starts with the basics before you ever get aww it's basic and by the time you get aww aww isn't so aww because you did the basics I have heard this yes exactly yeah Yeah, I mean it's a fundamental law I mean even in masonry they said okay cool I'm like all right. when do I get the fucking keys to the city they're like well how about you study math geometry rhetoric logic get the basics mm. the basics because are boring knowledge <laughs> isn't the goal i mean lots of people know a tomato is a fruit but if you don't know not to put a tomato in a fruit salad then who really cares what you know indeed the yeah, application knowledge, of knowledge data. yeah yeah it's, it's data. right wisdom the application yeah, of knowledge right. it, assertion Wisdom, prudence, temperance, mm-hmm. judgment, timing. Anyone with an iPhone has access to knowledge. Doesn't make you a professor. Doesn't make you a scientist. Doesn't make you a doctor. It's just, you know, you can look up data. Mm. Essentially. That's one of my problems with, uh, uh, you know, this this era of time. You know, I like it. Right now, data is more at your fingertips than it's ever has been. But also, you know, every little num num uh, does a little video with a meme, and because they found some little data, and I'm like, okay, but so yeah. what? Yeah, what do you do with it? Yeah, what do you do with it? Where's mm-hmm. the solution? Is it applicable, or are you just are you just pulling the thread in a suit because you know you can unravel the pocket? Yeah, just just presenting something just to cause. A little, uh, you know, a little turmoil in people's minds. Right. I notice that a lot, especially with conspiracy theories. There's, yeah. especially on TikTok, there's a lot of stuff on there that's just like you come across it, and it's interesting. It's like, well, that's sure. that's rather interesting. But what does it yeah. mean? <laughs> you know, where do we yeah. go from here? It's yeah, difficult. the guy doesn't know, and we don't know because it's really just just some information he found without context. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's garbage. It's uh, it's uh, uh, I always say a conspiracy theory is the method in which the unwise appear wise. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. It is not an independent thought. It's not some magical thing. It's just, you know, you get to go ooh, and also on the note of conspiracy theories. No one apparently has ever watched James Bond. I mean, if I am so insidious 
if I am if I am so insidious and maniacal and intelligent and powerful to put a bug in everybody's eye or to you know freaking you know implant whatever into whatever or do whatever then it would be folly to think that I wouldn't already foresee someone discovering that and do the double back. Exactly. Yeah. Take the countermeasure to prevent some normal person from looking it up on the internet. So he, duh. So right. literally a lot of the conspiracy theories is the conspiracy theory. Yeah. But now I, I've got to, got to play devil's advocate a little bit where sure. that, where I do see that and the, the validity of that. I also see the different claims that people make about keeping things out in the open to dissuade people from looking any deeper. Because if you see it in movies, you're easily going to discredit someone's, you know, uh, conspiracy theory that comes up. It's like, hey, the government's doing this. Or, hey, they want us to do that. And this is bad. Right. They're doing this thing. It's like, oh, well, that was just in that movie. It can't be real. And I feel like right. that's like people would say, and I've even believed it myself, is that uh, media will precede something that's actually happening in order to desensitize us from that thing happening. Sure. You know, media is not the big machine. Media just wants to place bets on the fight. Mm. That makes sense. Um the rich people I mean like the beginning of the pandemic, everyone said, "Oh, Bill Gates just wants to make money off of this that and the other." You know how far away from money Bill Gates is? That's like putting your terms on someone who doesn't have them. That's like saying the ocean is mad. It's not mad. It's the ocean. Hmm. Bill Gates worrying about money. Bill Gates doesn't worry about money. Yeah, that, That's not a thing. That's, it's not a thing. Hmm. I mean, if you were Bill Gates, it would be a thing. If I was Bill Gates, it would be a thing. But Bill Gates is Bill Gates. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's man. just really not. That handles that. I mean, it's when you when you put it in that context, it's like, well, why would he care about that? You know, exactly. Rich people get rich not to care anymore about money. At least I. And feel rich like. people don't think they're rich. <laughs> if rich people thought they were rich, then you'd be rich right now, because according to some Ugandan eating a mud pie, you are rich. Do you feel rich? No, because you just put yourself in context. Uh, There's someone with more money than you, someone with less money than you. It's difficult not to be put in context when, like you said, media is placing the bets. I feel like it's media, societal norms that make the context for you to be put in. You know? Yeah. The, the, there is no they, there is no big man. There really isn't. Mm. The big man, the big they is ignorance. The rich people put it on the poor people. The poor people put it on the rich people. So there's no they. There's no, you know, supreme bad guy lurking in the corner, stroking the cat's head. You know, right? The, the Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah, claw. Yeah, no, yeah. there's not. Yeah. There's bad people. There's people acting bad. There's bad things that are going on. Of course. I mean. I'm more worried about the maniac who steals a kid and rapes her than I am a trillionaire plotting the next medication scam. I mean, you know, yes. Mm, yeah. 
is when you get into these conspiracies, the the underlining thing, and you've probably heard about, you probably know it in, in and out. <laughs> you've probably heard about it so much, but it's like I don't even know if I want to say it on here. He who should not be named, or them who should not be named, because YouTube is real crazy about uh, shadow banning people. I recently found out, but there's an yes. organization that people suspect is behind every terrible thing that happens. And it's a long name that ends in naughty that I'm sure everyone knows. Oh yeah, Illuminati. So <laughs> it just because it says it. That's what's silly is the Illuminati is illuminated ones. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it means the of it, scientists of the day. Mm. See, we butcher and own symbols. See, Hitler. Hitler has a swastika. Now, if you go to Huntington Beach in California, the swastika does not mean that person is a German war criminal. It just means he's a fuckhead who's racist. Now, if you go to a Buddhist temple, you'll see a swastika on a statue. Because it actually meant brotherly love. Mm -hmm. It actually was the cycle of the Big Dipper moving through the sky in different seasons. Wow. Yeah. But Hitler grabbed the symbol, yelled louder, peed on things, and now we related to him. Mm. So you can obstruct symbols and words, words are nothing but symbols, and make them mean other things based on what you do with them. So now the Illuminati is misplaced on rich people like the Rothschilds, the World Bank, and all that. They are not the Illuminati. Your yoga teacher is more the Illuminati than these guys. Yeah, but there's got to be something. You you got to think to yourself, there's got to be something. You know, this whole New World Order thing and, you sure, know, there's all this other business. it's not about being illuminated. Mm. Mm. Imagine reading a comic book. Imagine reading Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now, Kingpin is rich. The landlord of Peter Parker owns his apartment. Now, who would you say has power? Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Does Kingpin have power because he's rich? And Peter Parker's about to get kicked out of his apartment? Or would you say Peter Parker's powerful because he's Spider-Man? It's, yeah, it's one of those. It depends on how you it look at it. It depends on what you look at. Yeah. If you are bound to earthly things, then you are going to judge things by earthly things. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. It's kind of like uh, an alcoholic who says I'm functional because he has money in the bank and his wife hasn't left him. Well, I mean, if you think you're a functional alcoholic, you're obviously looking at the wrong parts of functionality. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we're looking at the wrong parts of power Mm. when we attribute that. I mean, who's more powerful, the, the pharmaceutical company or the guy who knows how to, uh, you know, harness his brain to the point of levitating telekinesis, floating ESP, mastering his own body, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Who's more powerful? Depends on how you look at power. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, the the sort of power that you get from uh, wealthy, rich, elite people uh, is the type of power I feel like is is the one more seen. We don't see the other type of power, not not very regularly. I mean, you don't well, we see don't or see hear it. about it as often. We don't see it, hear about it, and we don't accept it. Yeah. Because, see, one power says, 
I don't have that because I'm not them. The mm. other one says, why don't you have that? I see. We, 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 we love to go, that's not me, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I'm just not Bill Gates. That's why I'm not a billionaire. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why don't you meditate and see the blue lotus flower in your third eye chakra penal gland? Well, it's not because I'm not Bill Gates. Well, oh, because I'm lazy and I'm not doing it. Mm. There's another there's another thing that that I, I feel like people run into a lot is uh, especially myself. Whenever I say I'm coming from the perspective of the majority, I'm just kind of blanketing myself in the majority to easily sure. segue it in there. But uh, there's this the, the concept of I don't know its validity. So I'm not willing to give time to it if I don't know that it works. And I feel like there yeah, isn't enough information thing, out though. there that's re- that reliable. Think about all the things you have. I mean, you don't even know what that movie is going to be like. You don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. You don't know if a sticker bar is actually going to have a sticker bar in the wrapper. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to like that restaurant. Actually, the beauty is not knowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you listen to a joke? Because you don't know the end. Yeah. For pleasurable things, essentially, not knowing is for for pleasurable things. I could see not knowing as a is is an extreme benefit because it, the newness, the authenticity, the novelty of the experience is going to be excellent. But let's say you were carrying some amount of equipment up a hill because you figured that this this hill was going to provide you with the nourishment or like farming land or whatever that you needed. You would want to know that what you were going to get was there. And I could see that from, like, if you wanted to think about it in societal terms, like a career. Like, everyone gets their career. They base their life on the the outcome of, this is going to provide me the comfort, satisfaction, and, you know, stress-free living that I want. When it comes We all to, know that's not true. No, it's not true, but that's what society shows us. That's the thing, is that society builds up these people, these wealthy people, and says, these are the winners. And you're a loser if you're not them. And so the game that I'm understanding or that I've been kind of trying to look at from the outside is how do you get from being the loser to the winner or better yet, just stepping back from the game altogether and saying, I don't want to be a part of that. All right, well, here's the deal. <clears throat> What's the goal of Monopoly? Uh, it's to own as much property, you know? No. Get, or, <laughs> or get everybody to lose, right? <laughs> no. What's the game? Explain it to me. If the goal was the money, then you would go to Target, buy a Monopoly set, open it up, put the money in your pocket, and say you won. We've all played Monopoly, and people aren't paying attention, and you say, dude, are we fucking playing or not? Mm-hmm. Even though they weren't paying attention, it'd be easier to do whatever. If it's hot outside, and we uh, have a water balloon fight, don't be so good at the water balloon fight that you lose for winning. Because remember, you were trying to cool off in the first place. Yeah. The goal of Monopoly is to have fun. I've had fun losing. I literally stopped having fun winning and said, dude, let's stop. The goal of Monopoly is to have fun. And if the goal of Monopoly is to have fun... I am undefeatable. Yes, I suppose so. 
How can I lose if the goal is to have fun? That's in my hands. Indeed. Then that takes it back to being a matter of perspective at the end of the day. Actually, you're right. But let me add something to that because saying a matter of perspective is a cliche and a box a box amount of information and your listeners might not thoroughly do the math on that. Let's not say a matter of perspective. Let's say it's how you shape your reality. Mm. Yeah. And shaping reality is called magic. Mm. I see. No, I, my, my, my general idea I think of magic, and and I, I I totally agree with you. Like the you know manifestation or the the unfolding of your reality before you is it's like that's that's magic. You know you know being able to uh, change your reality as you see fit, things like right. that. And, right. And I see magic as I'm also very literal. <laughs> I tend to be very literal with things. Um, I, I would see magic as what you talked about the uh, you know people having the ability to levitate or I've meditated so long. I can see the Lotus flower in my chakra or whatever. Sure. Third eye. Uh, sure. There's that power that seems to be a manifestation of the manipulation of reality. How about un- making a baby laugh? See, I, I wouldn't categorize that as magic to me. Really? To me, I wouldn't categorize that as magic because the baby's going to laugh anyway. It's something. No, but at a specific time. Ah, I see. Why would that be considered magic? Because some people can't do it. Hmm. I hadn't uh, entertained that. That or or making a whole room of people laugh right after nine eleven. Or, uh, you know, if you can do something that no one else can do, that's what called a superpower. Right. Yeah. So if I was raped on the moon by a Venetian, then I am single-handedly able to help somebody else out in a way that no one else possibly could. Hmm. I see. That's an interesting uh, way of looking at it. Definitely. Because, I mean, I guess it would fulfill all manner of meditative things and, you know, uh, humanitarian sort of things as well. Uh, I guess my, my view of magic can be in a box sometimes because I'm only looking at the X-Men depiction of magic and, you know, supernatural abilities because it's interesting. <laughs> I will be honest. It is, it is interesting. But you've seen that too. Yeah. You've seen supernatural abilities. I have. Yeah. You've seen a grandmother have every reason to give up, but for some reason she, you've seen uh, people overcome things mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, socially, sexually, financially, and every other lead. Mm. You've seen it. But why isn't that as gratifying to see as as amazing as it would be to see someone levitating or someone turn invisible or face to a wall? I feel like that would be that'd be mind blowing where the other thing no, would be wouldn't. like that's no, powerful. Yeah. No it would not. It would not be mind-blowing. How do you figure? If I showed you a magic trick... Okay. You have three options. One, to be amazed. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Two, to get scared. What the fuck? 
Right. Or three to say, show me how you did it. Uh, I'm the third option. Show me how you did that. <laughs> right. And the third option is basically you saying, make it not amazing. I don't like this whole I'm amazed thing. Make it mundane, please. Or instead transfer the amazement to me so that I can then be amazing. Ah, you can only put the amazement back in it if you learned it to show someone else. Exactly. But nine out of ten people never learn the trick that they're shown. Uh. They just want to take the magic out of it. Oh, I see. No, I'm not. I'm not like that. I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. It's so, like I'm trying to understand it so that I can be over it. I can overcome right. it. So now it's normal to me, and I've bested it. Right. It's not. I, I don't. I don't view it in that fashion. I view it as this is amazing most, to me. But most and, people do. Okay, I see what you're saying. But I, I, mean, I that's want that to be why amazing. You ignore your nose. Your nose is not in your peripheral. Your nose is in your line of sight. Your mm-hmm. brain is literally engineered to ignore it. Yes, and now that you've said it, it's like, of course. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to talk about magic and arcane things, how would you explain your eye to someone who didn't know what one was? I'd, the most complex be tough, yeah. camera in the universe? It'd be so tough. So sensitive that a speck of dust feels like a boulder? Sees hmm. everything upside down for a fraction of a second, and your brain corrects it so you don't get dizzy? And you got two of them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When do we get used to the sun? I feel like we're all used to the sun. <laughs> yeah! The sun? Yeah. You mean that gigantic explosion in the sky? We're like, oh yeah, shut up, Paxton. It's just the sun. Yeah. Just the sun. Yeah, we, we've got a very naturalistic society, so there there is no... Like, in order to break through the membrane of our society to experience that, oh, wow, that's amazing. How did you do that? Because I feel like it kind of goes one and the other. It goes, oh, my God, what the fuck? How did you do that? I feel like everyone goes through all of them at some point. But, like, you've got to break through that traditional, this is all normal. And it takes something abnormal to do that. And, and we are I, on a mission to make all things mundane. Hmm. Hmm. We're on a mission to make all things mundane. But, okay, so it's either true that all things are mundane or all things are amazing, essentially. Well, all things are amazing. Hmm. I believe that. It's just I have certain thinking that comes up that's like, wait, that can't be true. Ah, yeah. certain thinking. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed it is. Hmm. So, right? That that makes sense, yeah. That's because I, I know from a person who's seeking enlightenment or who would like to believe that he's experiencing enlightenment, not to be like prideful or whatever, but it's like I feel like I understand enlightenment if enlightenment is something to be understood. But the idea that every experience is new every time you experience it and that everything is wonderful and everything is amazing you know let me ask you if you did see someone floating with a lotus flower super shit levitating and all that how many times would you have to see that before it stopped being amazing knowing yourself 
maybe once, maybe even a few seconds. <laughs> Given the things that I've already seen, I'd be like, right. oh. be like, all right, cool. Okay, well done, well done. Uh, now, right how did on, you do it? <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, kid, that's amazing. Oh, pregnant lady harboring a soul. That's amazing. Made a person out of nothing. Okay. Hmm. Next. But all that seems normal because, like you said before, it's only magic because not everyone can do it, and half of the population can do that. So it's very mundane. It's only magic because not everybody chooses to do it. Hmm. Indeed. If I showed you a lady, if I told you I know a lady who can use all the vibrations at her command and harness her energy to make a glass vase wobble ever so slightly in front of her, you would need to see proof. Naturally. You wouldn't believe it. You'd look for trickery or get scared. I'd do my due diligence. But I could show you another lady with an opera-worthy voice who could shatter that vase, hmm. channeling her energies and harnessing her vibrations. Now, why would you ex totally accept a more extreme version and not a less extreme version? Mm. Because one says, I can't do that because I'm not an opera singer. The other one says, why haven't you done that? I see. Because essentially you'd say, well, I'm not an opera singer. I haven't gone through the training to become an opera singer. I don't have the natural innate skill yeah. of. I'm sure not know, everyone could be an opera singer. Like, you know, you right. got a particular type of person. So we're saying that everyone can possess extraordinary abilities of that kind, that extrasensory sort of. Everyone does and everyone can. Mm. So that makes it less valuable or impressive say than a woman giving birth or someone finding the strength to overcome an impossible situation hmm. aha I see it's an interesting perspective it's an interesting perspective but I don't want I mean it, I mean it's like it, it's it's the mundane versus the amazing it's it's uh it's what we want to get used to, what we're allowing ourselves to get used to. Right. I mean, really, I, I, I do a lecture with my, my clients and students. I mean, not one day should go by that you don't stop and go, what the fuck, at least nine times. <laughs> right. Mm, There's I a jellyfish. So. There's a jellyfish that's immortal. I never heard of that. That is interesting. It'll live forever, yeah. Every time it... Every time it gets stressed out, it and what it reproduces return to youth. How have we not figured that out yet? <laughs> Maybe that's just how I am, but it's just like, well, I want to figure that out so that I can also do it. You know, There's a mantis shrimp that punches so quick that a dot in the ocean is created as hotter than the surface of the sun. Hmm. That is impressive. And you don't even have to go to that extreme. Watch a bee. Watch an ant. What the fuck is a leaf? 
<laughs> Please explain wind to me. I mean, it goes Quote on of the day. and on yeah. and on. If you put some thought into it. Yeah, essentially. And you if would... you don't, then it's shut up, Paxton. It's a leaf, man. Where? What up? But there have to be those two schools of thought where the the very, very natural and mundane, like the leaf, is in fact just a leaf in comparison to someone who's doing something else. There have to be the, the dichotomy of those things, right? No, all things are amazing. Mm. Equally, there's no hierarchy of amazing? No. This whole deal is amazing. What are you even looking at the leaf with? Right. Where did the leaf come from? Mm. What the fuck is going on here? I mean, like, it doesn't stop because all things are connected. So how could one thing be amazing and the other thing not be? Exactly. So everything has to be uh, a derivative of some other amazing thing that started this whole amazing thing to begin with, I guess you would say. Right, right, right. So by default, everything would be amazing. I agree. It makes sense. I understand. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. If you put a little thought into it. Hmm. So does that mean it's okay for people not to worry about things of spiritual or mystical nature? Because everything yeah. is technically... I mean, some people worry about it, master it. Some people just do it. And what do you mean by there's, do it? You know, there's some people who just do it. They yeah. never ever read Hermetic Law. They never ever read the super shit. They just naturally do what it contains. Yeah. I mean, what's better, having the name for it or doing it? Oh, always, always doing it. Yeah, naturally. Lots I guess... of people know a tomato is a fruit. But if you don't know not to put a tomato in a fruit salad, then it doesn't matter what you know. Yeah. I see. So the application of these different application of... spiritual concepts and ideas at the end of the day boils down to something that a worldly or secular person would say is quite normal and mundane. Right. Mm. Hmm. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like the two the two different perspectives on it, the two different understandings of it. So where right. does that fall into Freemasonry? Like what what do Freemasons do? Cuz I know they have a philosophy about life and about what things are amazing. What do they do? Sure. Uh, like, I mean, honestly, what we do is we uh, study, we learn, we teach, we do good works. Mm. Community, brotherly love, family. I, uh, I had the pleasure of bringing a bunch of Buddhist monks to the beach for the first time. Interesting. They were from a monastery up in the mountains, and they had never seen the beach. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was a tour guide to God, man. I'm showing them the beach for the first time. Mm -hmm. So we're on the beach, and these dumb monks got their back to the beach, and they're staring at a kid playing in the sand. And I said, hey, guys, the Dang. beach, the ocean. Yeah. I said, yes, Paxton. But that's been there for thousands of years. Look at that kid. Look at the joy that kid is 
getting playing in the sand. I'm like, you dumb fucking monks. But see, they they understood. They understood. I see. Hm. I mean, that goes with anything. Hmm. I mean, it ha- if it has to be amazing for it to be amazing, then you are undercutting yourself. Grand Canyon? Dude, just look at a leaf again. You don't so, get a Grand Canyon. Yeah. It takes absolutely no uh, higher wisdom to go to work on payday. Go to work after payday. Yeah. You kiss your girlfriend or boyfriend when they're hot and you want to have sex. Well, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Look at your grandparents. They're kissing and her tits are on the ground and his dick don't work. So obviously Natural. there's something else going on. Yeah. That kiss is representative of something else. Mm-hmm. It isn't we're about to have sex. You go to work after payday. It's not I'm trying to get paid. So <clears throat> you see what's really going on. So you would say it's the principle of the thing. Uh, it's the the underlining importance of something. Then, l- like I said, I, I had a podcast yesterday where we were talking a lot about enlightenment. And I feel like we're kind of sliding into that again, uh, which I, I'm fine with. I don't mind that at all. But uh, it's it feels to me like the absence of an experience almost. Because in my mind, I've, I've painted enlightenment. I've painted like spiritual ascension whatever you want to call it out to be this grand you know herculean crescendo of angels singing like i've meditated and now i've ascended to another plane of existence but that's what you read in books and that's the experiences you hear of people who would say they're enlightened or say like they're gurus you'd hear these experiences and so naturally you're like okay this is what has to happen for me to have that experience and those things will happen, but by the time those things happen, they will be mundane. Hmm. By the time you see the ocean, you'll be staring at the kid. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Very good. Right? By the time yeah. you can float and super shit, you're going to be more amazed that someone said, I love you. Why do you think it's like that? Well, because it's meant to be that way. Hmm. I mean, I know the way things are meant to be based on the way they are. Hmm. Undeniable reality is is undeniable. I mean, it's like, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, what's harder? What's harder, to exercise every day or to take a steroid? Sure, it depends on. (laughs) But I would say working out every day, of course. Okay. So what's harder, me bonding with you over years or me and you drink next to each other and now we're drunk and we say, oh, I love you, man. What's easier? Obviously that, like the, you know, uh, the drunken good time, yeah. It's much easier. Right. <clears throat> What's easier? A relationship with a woman? Like a girlfriend or a wife? A stripper or a prostitute? So what's easier? 
Jeez. Yeah. I think uh, I think you said it in that order. Like <laughs> the prostitute would be the easiest. <laughs> right. In that regard, yeah. Right. Now, what's worth more? No, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, the relationship with a girl. Mm-hmm. If you have a good relationship with a girl, every once in a while, you'll end up with a prostitute and a stripper. But you also have a business partner, a friend, a partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You'll get it all. Indeed. So the whole point is usually the things of most value take the most effort. Indeed. Because you're fulfilling so multiple harder? things. Right. So what's harder? Being amazed at the Grand Canyon or the Pyramid of Giza or being amazed that my daughter learned how to spell or the kid playing at the beach? Which one's harder to be amazed by? The seemingly mundane would be harder. But of course, in I see, in finding the and there's the value. The awe in the seemingly mundane, you must therefore uncover the grandeur in it as well. Uh, you'd have to, otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done indeed. And there is the rub. <laughs> Therein lies the rub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, indeed. That's an interesting way of doing it. And I've added another I've added another uh what what I, what I would say like method or technique to my box or more so just uh, an understanding. Because I, I feel like it does take understanding to get there. Like you can you can oh, get yeah. a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It takes a certain amount of understanding to get you there. But right. the drinking is the experience, I believe, of it. Yeah. Now, exactly. let me, before, before I let you go, because I know you have limited time, I want to be respectful of that. Uh, you mentioned 33 degrees of masonry. Why the degrees and what does that entail? Like you're a 33rd degree master mason. What can you do? What, you know, what does that mean? Basically, uh, a lot of times people ask me, what degree are you? And I let them know, if you're not a Mason, what would you do with that information? Mm. It's like me asking a CIA agent, what level of clearance do you have? Dude, do you even know what you're talking about? Masonry doesn't work the way normal things work. It doesn't work the way a business works where there's a hierarchy. It's not military where there's ranks. There's not levels. Mm. What it does, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. You go into a meeting and some guy's a leader. But a leader doesn't mean what you think a leader means. People with more time than that leader still respect him as a leader of the meeting, that meeting at the time. So when you raise in degrees, it means you studied other things. And it means that you are obligated in other ways. I see. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, a lot of a lot of Freemasonry seems to be wrapped up in these gross misconceptions, based on movies, based on conspiracy theories, and all that stuff. If you would if you would put it into a few sentences, what is Freemasonry? Why would someone want to become a Freemason? It is a moral discipline. 
based on sacred geometry, allegory, and improving the world around you. I see. Interesting. Okay. That's like simple, that. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not that simple, but it's that simple. Yeah, it's simple, but it's not simple. Yeah, yeah. Right. I see, I see. And just to uh, keep up the intrigue, as we talked about before, I I did some research on Reddit. I'm, I'm a man of research. I like to come to the battle fully armed sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, and I came across this phrase uh, that I was on like a, a Mason forum. And I, I came across this phrase, uh, is there no help for the widow's son? And it just wouldn't get explained. And I was like, come yeah, on, man. <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. All right. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to become a Mason to find out. How do you do that? Like, what? what's the process of becoming a Mason? I mean, basically, you call your local lodge and you say, hey, when can I come down? And they take it from there. That's how to begin. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're not Mason when you do that. That's how you begin. I see. How do you become a black belt? Well, you find the local dojo. Mm. Yeah, simple. Simple. Indeed. Yeah, most of the things, most of the secrets about Freemasonry, I mean, a lot of the, the way it's wrapped is that even if you went on the internet and found Oogie Boogie a secret, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm. Also, it's not complete. Yeah. That's like me giving you the FBI code for the day and then you go into Langley. You know how far away from knowing what to do you are? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's yeah, like, it's oh, like, yeah, well, I, I know the code, 164AB. I do, but where are you going? And who are you? And where's your tag? Yeah, you How you going to get to the door to punch the code in? Yeah. You've got to know yes. everything to get there, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no way to act like a Mason and not be a Mason. Kind of like uh, you could have the, you could be the right age and you could have a Vietnam vet jacket, but within three seconds, anyone who was actually in Vietnam would say you weren't there. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's a way of speaking, things known and understood. Is it right. possible for you to talk uh, to any length about uh, the different rituals that you would do for initiation say i wanted to be a mason and i started i you know went through the uh, requirements or you know i'm sure there's like a a uh, like a a testing period of you where they look at you yeah, and they, you know, do a background things. sort of thing but what's the what would an initiation ritual be like if i wanted to start like, I, I, my I, first I degree yeah. Oh, yeah text not at all no oh. I mean, I can say before the initial ritual, they will look into your background. They will see what kind of man you are. You do have to be a man of good rapport. Mm. Report. Uh, you know, you can't be a weirdo. Uh, you do have to be a sound mind. Well, I'm already out. If I can't be a weirdo, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, so you can't be a pedophile or a maniac, killer, yeah. maniac, lunatic. Uh, you have to be a sound mind, so you can't have dementia or, you know, not know what year it is, hmm. you know, because how could you be entrusted with secrets if you don't even know what year it is? Yeah, so, exactly. but those are all pre-initiation things. I That's see. just prerequisites. No, I, I heard somewhere also that 
there may be like the incorporation of psychedelics or certain no. things like that into absolutely. ritual? Nothing like that. I don't no, see. Absolutely not. Mm. Never in any time, never in any place, never, never. I see. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think that'll do it for us, unless there were some pressing things that you wanted to talk about that you wanted to share specifically as an ending note. I'd say go ahead, but otherwise, I say, man, it's, this was a extremely informative it went off the cuff uh, as always that's how the, these things go i have a whole list of questions but i knew i wasn't going to get to them that's t- <laughs> there's a you lot know. of people on this earth that are working towards good and masonry isn't the only one there's lots of different sections of light workers and mystics and people who do things you know there's a lot of different groups of people uh, who do things much the other way. I mean, not every murderer is a pedophile. Not every pedophile is trying to cheat the homeless out of, you know, I mean, so there's a lot of different groups that have the same trajectory. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's about altruism, you know, it's a uh, charity helping your fellow man being the best version of yourself, all of which, are very important and good things. All of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Essentially right. so. So, uh, Paxton, tell the uh, viewers, the people listening, uh, where they can find more of your content, any projects you're working on, anything sure. like that. Well, find me on TikTok. That's at Paxton Dickerson. P-A-X-T-O-N-D-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N. Um, uh, my website is www dot mechanics of recovery dot com and uh my phone number is seven one four six zero zero three five eight seven come at me it's like I, I i'm offering online classes uh so you can find those uh promotions on tiktok and obviously you can use my phone number and call me because i you know i have nothing to hide i'm pretty public yeah never seen anybody do that by the way <laughs> And so I was like, oh, well, let me try calling him and see what see what happens. And it was a fruitful endeavor, I would say. Very fruitful. Yeah, people get scared when I answer the phone. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I'm like, well, that's why I gave you the phone. Yeah, it's, it's a phone number. You didn't know that's how those that's those things work. Well, uh, thank you so much for being with us, Pax. And if you will, just hang on for a second. Uh, sure. So, you know, and I'll, we'll, we'll work things out after the podcast is done. Um, but, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me again on this episode of the Astro Mind Podcast. Uh, I hope that you guys got some valuable information out of this. Um, I know I did, and I, I it, it was it, it always goes off the rails <laughs> whenever doing anything with me. Um, like I said, I had questions that I wanted to ask specifically, but I feel like the important things were hit that needed to be said. Uh, thank you guys me. for all my Patreons. I appreciate you guys thank so you for much. Having me. Again, it was a blast. Uh, And that's going to do it for this one, guys. Again, if you have any comments, concerns, leave them in the comments section. You can email me at calmalkezmovement at gmail.com. My phone number should be in the description because I'm trying to adopt this new style of giving people more access. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. (laughs) And uh, if you do want astral projection hypnosis, counseling from me, consulting anything like that you can find that link in the description below or again you can email me for that sort of work um so blessings love and light namaste and as always 
never stop adventuring.